Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2020. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. And I'm your co-host, Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. Welcome to another exciting episode of Happy Birthday, Mr. President, and another special episode because we have our creative director, Shelby Myers, joining us. Hello, Shelby. Oh my goodness. And I think she's on and the crowd goes, and the wild. Crowds go wild. I think she's on technical duty on this episode too. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And we are here celebrating the one hundred forty sixth birthday of Herbert Hoover. Good old Herbert. And he was born August tenth, eighteen seventy four in West Branch, Iowa. Have you ever been to West Branch, Iowa? No, not that no. I know of. I don't think I've ever even been to Iowa. I don't think we have either. Yeah, but this makes this is an interesting fun fact about Herbert Hoover. He was the first president who was born west of the Mississippi River. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Okay. And his parents thought he had died when he was two years old from the croup. Now, you're a doctor, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the croup is. I don't think I do either. Apparently, he was laying there, and as was the custom back then, they thought he was dead. They put pennies over his eyes and covered him with a sheet. They thought he, <laughs> they he thought was he just was taking dead. a nap or something? I don't know, but his uncle revived him, and um, so it's a good thing because he lived to be the president of the United oh, States. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. It's crazy stuff. Uh, his dad, Jesse died when he was six years old, or when Herbert was six years old. And his mom, Holda, uh, poor thing had an ugly Holda. name, Holda, <laughs> she died when Herbert was nine years old. So when he was nine years oh. old, he was an orphan. Who did he live with? Who did he, he went to live with, with the, uh, the uncle that, that had revived him, oh, okay. who lived out in Oregon. And he had, he had two siblings, and uh, they went to live with some other family members. So here's oh. Hoover, Ho- Herbert Hoover. And uh, he was an orphan at nine years of age. I wonder if he kept in touch with his siblings after he moved with his uncle. I, you would think that he probably yeah. would. You would think that he would. Um, in school, he was pretty mediocre, and uh, <laughs> his his two favorite subjects were math and recess. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you teach recess? <laughs> I mean, I teach theater, so pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like recess. Um, he, uh, he did decide that, uh, when he, so he had summer jobs mm-hmm. and things like that. And, um, on this one occasion, an engineer took him, on. Uh, uh, this is when he was out in Oregon, took him to like tour some, uh, mines or anything. He became interested in engineering. Oh, really? Yes. Well, and, you have a little kinship well, with him a then. a little kinship there with <laughs> Herbert. So in 1891, Herbert Hoover became a member of Stanford University's first freshman class. That's pretty really? cool. Now, that is very cool. Yes. And he, uh, so he went to study engineering, and he graduated in 1895 with a Bachelor of Arts degree in geology. Okay. And he started working in the mining business. So okay. out of college, oh. he, was an, he was a mining engineer. And he worked in uh, a lot of different places like California, Colorado, and New Mexico. The interesting thing when he's in New Mexico is he used to have a holster with two six-shooters in the holsters, and he carried a rifle on his back because it was still kind of like the Wild West a little bit. Sounds like it. (laughs) Perfect. The timing was impeccable on that one. This is just amazing. This is going to be the best episode ever. 
So then in 1897, since he was pretty good at at, uh, mining, he went to Australia to work. And while he was there, he discovered a gold mine that made the company that he worked for made that company sixty million dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so he found it. He he discovered it. Yeah, wow. he was or part of the you know it was his yeah, the company and right. his team and everything. So he wasn't like like the actual prospector right, out there right. and go Eureka! I found gold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is gonna be cracking me up all time. Uh, so he did so well there that in 1899, they said, Hey Herbert, why don't you go to China? Uh So now before he moved to China though, he went back to the United States to California. And, uh, while he was at Stanford a few years early, he'd met a, he met a girl. Her name was Lou, Lou Henry, and he married her. And then they moved to China. Lou Hoover? Lou, Lou Henry Hoover. Oh, that's pretty unfortunate. So they got married on February 10th, 1899, when he was 24 years old. So, okay. You know, and uh, then they went to China, and they had uh, two boys. Uh, one was named Herbert, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Herbert Jr., and then uh, Alan. Alan. And while he was, while they were in China, I've always heard of this, called the Boxer Rebellion. Have you ever heard of the Boxer I've Rebellion? I've heard of it, but I'm not well, familiar with it. What it was is that there were a lot of Chinese peasants, and they were starving. Mm-hmm. And so they... There was an uprising against the government, and or actually, it was more against the monarchy because there was an empress of China and that sort of thing, uh, because there was drought. So, but to deflect basically the attention off of the monarchy, they said it's all because of the foreign devils that are here. Oh, well, Herbert Hoover's an American working in China and everything. So, uh, you know, and they were called they called them boxers because these these peasants use martial arts. So that's where the boxer rebellion came. Oh. Um, it lasted for a couple of years, and then some American Marines and sailors came in, and some other governments brought in, so they drove the boxers away. But uh, yeah, so that's what the Boxer Rebellion was Interesting. All about. So her, yeah. so his children were born in China? No, they actually weren't born in China. Oh, okay. I just threw that in there because they had two kids. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And by the time he was 40 years old, he was a millionaire. Um, oh, wow. From, his, his from in, the gold? From engineering, mm-hmm. consulting, and, and mining expertise. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing Must stuff. Must be nice. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you imagine being a millionaire back in the early 1900s? No. I bet he had no student loan debt. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that I saw about Lou and Herbert is that, like, because they lived in China, they spoke some Chinese. They did. And they would, like, speak in Chinese to each other if they wanted to have a private conversation. Oh, wow. In exactly front right. Of other people. That's, yes. There were, I do you remember uh, Calvin Coolidge and his wife would do sign language yes, to one another, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so and uh, Herbert Hoover was the president right after Calvin Coolidge, so you know they they oh, a page right out of yes. their books. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Well, he did get he did get involved in politics, and believe it or not, the uh, Hoover, Herbert Hoover never ran for any office, elected office, until he ran for the presidency. Oh wow! Yeah. But he was involved in a lot of politics. Okay. I was going to say, how do you go from being a millionaire in engineering to... President of the United President States. President of the United yeah. States, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Carissa, <laughs> that was an excellent question that you asked me there. Uh, he got involved in the relief efforts during World War One. Oh, okay. So he, he did a whole lot of things. Uh, Belgium relief. He was the U.S. Food Administrator, War Trade Council, Sugar Equalization Board... I wonder if that has anything to do with sugar diabetes. Sugar equalization board. Yeah. I don't know. Making sure everybody gets an equal amount of sugar. 
uh, the European Coal Council, American Relief Administration, and the Supreme Economic Council. He really did that for like six years under mm -hmm. Woodrow Wilson. So he, I think it was a lot of his engineering and he understood logistics. And, yeah. You know, working in mines and big equipment and moving massive amounts of stuff from yeah. one place to the other. Uh, now, this is an interesting story. So World War One, they're making negotiations, uh, doing negotiations with Germany, who had lost the war. Mm -hmm. And uh, Herbert Hoover was there with a contingency, and they were negotiating. Well, the way they did things back then is they, they drank while they did their negotiating. Mm -hmm. But Herbert wanted to make sure that the Americans were really sharp. So he told the bartender, make sure that you serve us water, you serve the the Germans uh, martinis with gin. Oh, that's now, funny. To make sure he knew which glass was, instead of putting olives in the martinis for the Americans, they put in an onion. And that's called a Gibson martini to this day because there was a General Gibson that was there. That's so yeah. fun. So he was a very smart. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 uh, what would you say that strategic in his So a Gibson martini is that a drink you can order at a bar now? You can order a Gibson martini and with it's, it it's comes water with, a, with, a little, with an onion. No, it's it's a martini. It oh, does okay. have gin. In it, okay. But it's got the <laughs> onion instead of the olive. So gotcha. That came from Herbert Hoover. Interesting. And he was Secretary of Commerce under President Harding and then Coolidge, because we know mm -hmm. Warren G. Harding died in office. And when, when uh, it was actually Coolidge, or no, it was Harding that offered him the job, Herbert had to make a decision. He, he, was, he had been given an offer to go run the mining business for these two brothers named Guggenheim, and they were going to pay him $500,000 a year to oh run their mining gosh. business. Or he could go be the Secretary of Commerce under President Harding for $15,000 a year. <gasps> so he and Lou, for a week, uh, thought about it. And he decided, I'm going to go be Secretary of Commerce. Wow. Gave up a half a million dollar job for a $15,000 a year job. Very nice. Well done, <laughs> Herbert Hoover. Yeah. And while... That was excellent. <laughs> the, the, the audience really appreciated that one. <laughs> and so while he was Secretary of Commerce... Now this... It's, I do like this guy. He's an engineer. Yeah. You know, he standardized parts on American automobiles so they make them interchangeable. Yeah. He also was an instrumental in standardizing light bulbs, okay. lumber, doors, windows. So now we have standard size doors and windows. And, you know, when you go to the Home Depot to buy a two by four, why is it two by four? Because Herbert Hoover said a two by four has got to be these dimensions. Huh. Why do you go to the, get a light bulb and screw it into the socket? Why does it fit? Because Herbert Hoover says they got to no be standard. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And his wife, Lou, headed the American Girl Scouts while he was Secretary of Commerce. No kidding. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. There. So, so he did all these great things. He was great at all these different, uh, basically, jobs that presidents gave him. And right. then came the election of 1928. So he said, I'm going to run for president. Because Calvin Coolidge had said, I'm not going to run in 28. And Herbert said, I'm your man. So uh -huh. he ran against a guy named Alfred Smith, who was the governor of New York. And Herbert Hoover won 58% of oh, the popular wow. vote to Smith's 41%. Wow. So talk about a landslide victory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he won 40 out of 48 states in the Electoral College. Oh, wow. It was, it was crazy. But here's the thing about Herbert Hoover that we haven't got to. He was a very poor public speaker. He didn't look at the audience in the uh. eye. He stared at his notes, and he spoke in a monotone voice. <gasps> 
Pretty boring, huh? So that is interesting that he still won. I feel like being charismatic is a big part of popularity. Yeah. Yeah. And being now a you know speaker. you know the question I always ask you now you're an engi- or you're a doctor right what yes. would you what would you ask me now you're an engineer right? that's right so <laughs> um, this reminds me a lot of the guys some of the guys I went to college I can with see that, that well were... you know that's funny because I am I am a doctor but a doctor. in the world of uh, therapy and rehab we can always tell the engineers and I can talk to a I can talk to a patient and just get a little bit of feedback from them and I'm like you're an engineer aren't you because they've just got that brain. And just that way about them. So, do you are you diagnosing me now, Doctor Doctor Slade? I would definitely peg you as an engineer if you were my patient. Yes. Well, Coolidge, Coolidge did refer to. Um, oh, that was funny. Coolidge did refer uh, to to Hoover as the smartest geek in the room. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, when well, you, you just want to know everything too. You want to know every step. Why are you doing what you're doing? You know, yeah. A B C. Like guilty as charged. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Herbert Hoover, he served one term from March 4th, 1929 to March 4th, 1933. Mm -hmm. And it was shortly after he was in office that Black Thursday, October Mm. 24th, 1929, that's when the stock market crashed and the beginning of the Great Depression. Yep. And I think that that was the only thing that people ever remember Herbert Hoover about is basically being responsible for the Great Depression, even though, well, technically he wasn't, but... He was the guy in office. Yeah. And so there were a lot of people out of work, uh, 25% unemployment. Yeah. One in four people didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And wow. so there were shanty towns, and they started calling them Hoovervilles. Yeah. So there were all these homeless, yeah, out of work people. Yeah. And he lost the election of 1932. No surprise to Franklin D. Roosevelt and FDR won fifty seven percent of the popular vote to Hoover's forty. So like yeah, Hoover had beat Alfred Smith. Switched roles. FDR beat Her- Herbert Hoover. Uh, the same thing. So now the the Roosevelt administration, when they got in office, they wanted to pin all the blame for the depression on Herbert Hoover. Well, yeah. So have you ever heard of the Hoover Dam? Yeah. Well, the Roosevelt administration changed its name to the Boulder Dam, and when it came time to dedicate it, they didn't invite President Hoover, <gasps> former President Hoover. Huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, you may be wondering, so When why? did it get changed back? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, it was renamed the Hoover Dam by Congress and President uh, Harry Truman in 1947. Okay. So... Yeah, so for the 12 years that uh, Roosevelt was in the office, Herbert Hoover was kind of kind of blackballed, you know, from from anything. So, all right. Are we ready for some fun facts? Yes. <laughs> I had to cue the up the band there, make sure the they were paying attention. Music. Here, there we go. All right. I've got I've got fun facts about okay. Herbert Hoover, and I think you might have a couple of I uh, have questions. one one question. Do you, you want to go first? Sure. You, okay. Okay, so this is, is this for, is this this for is me be, or for Shelby or for both of us? This those? is going to be a multiple choice oh. for both of you. Okay. Okay. Herbert Hoover's favorite food was pork apple pie, turkey berry pie, mm. <laughs> or C. <laughs> or C. <laughs> I'm going to say A. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm with Shelby. Pork barrel or pork. Pork apple pie. Pork apple pie. Yeah, that's it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Have you ever even heard of it? <laughs> no, I that haven't heard of it. Poor, poor presentation of that question. <laughs> or C. <laughs> or C. I've, okay. That's it's only not fun C. fact I've got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pork well, apple pie. Well, and he liked sweet potatoes. Um, so yeah. he was actually the one who started the tradition of putting marshmallows on sweet potatoes. So Wait, if you enjoy a good what? sweet potato casserole at Thanksgiving. Herbert Hoover. You can thank Herbert Hoover. So can should we start calling them uh, Hoover, Hoover, Hoover potatoes? Hoover potatoes. I mean, I will. I think we should yeah. start Hoover a new yams. Hoover yams. yams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hoover yams. That's a good one. You do stand-up comedy, don't you? I don't do stand-up, I do improv. Oh, improv comedy. Okay. Close enough. Well, <laughs> They're basically the same thing. They're basically the same thing. All right. Let me get to some fun facts. Uh, Hoover's Secretary of Navy, Charles Francis Adams, was the great-grandson of John Quincy Adams and the great-great-grandson of John Adams. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always like this, you know, so Hoover was president in the 1920s and 30s, and then you bring back John Quincy Adams and John Adams. So, yep. Yeah. The presidential world is a small world. It's a world. small world. And Hoover was an eighth cousin once removed from Richard Nixon. Yeah. That's kind See? of a stretch. I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't even know what an eighth cousin once removed is. I mean, I'm it a 23 would, and me, and I've yeah. got some second cousins and maybe third or fourth cousins, but what the heck is an eighth cousin? How would you get to an eighth cousin? Well, there's probably That some, is a stretch. There's probably <laughs> yeah. some... Meryl Streep is my ninth cousin, yes. twice removed. Right. <laughs> Uh, Herbert Hoover actually has something in common with our current president, Donald Trump. He was a millionaire before he went into office. Okay, he's got two things in common. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Hoover uh, donated his presidential salary to charity. Because he was a millionaire yeah. before he went yeah. into he, office. He, at the time, was paid $75,000 a year, and he donated it to charity. And I mm -hmm. think the current president's salary is like $400,000 a yeah. year. Yes. Um, and, I, well, actually, there were a couple of... Uh, uh, fun facts that we've already covered, so I don't have to cover those. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the last point I've got is the Star Spangled Banner became America's national anthem during his presidency. Oh, wow. Was that his decision? Well, it wasn't his decision. It was just it just became. It just yeah, I think Congress had to do okay. had to do that. So yeah. So those are some fun facts about. I'm picturing Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover like sitting, listening to all these songs that are like on the table. <laughs> yeah. Which one Which is going to be the national, national anthem. anthem? I like that one. That would no. be such a huge decision, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think you'd want to do like a like a you know a monkey poll or so. What's it called? Fact monkey or. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Like survey monkey. monkey. Yeah. Yeah, survey monkey. Yes. But... Monkey pole. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But I don't think Herbert Hoover had invented the internet yet by then. So, no. wait, he didn't invent the internet. So, I'm kind of making some stuff up. Well, after he got out of office, uh, Herbert and Lou moved. Uh, they First, they went to California, but then they went back and they moved into the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City because that's where mm -hmm. a lot of their friends were. And um, he became the chairman of the Boys Clubs of America in 1936, and he served in that role for 28 years. Wow. Herbert Good for him. Herbert, yeah. Uh, in 1938, Herbert and Lou uh, went on a trip to Europe, and they traveled, and Herbert met Adolf Hitler for one hour. Hmm. And he, uh, he commented that uh, Hitler was, I think he said something like he was, he was smarter than he expected him to be, but he was very prone to getting angry really quickly. Oh yeah. So well, he was um, also didn't, wasn't Hitler like on cocaine and meth and 
<laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you Short-tempered. Know, so, now, so that was, and I don't think I'd want to meet Adolf at no. all. Uh, and, and I had mentioned how the Roosevelt administration had kind of blackballed, um, president, former president Hoover, but, uh, uh, Presidents Truman and Eisenhower both uh, subsequently invited Hoover in to be advisors. So not official advisors, but they would ask, you know, his opinion on some things. And as it turned out, his opinions did work into some of the decisions that Truman and Eisenhower made. So that's pretty interesting. And uh, the Herbert Hoover Presidential Library in West Branch, Iowa, opened on his 88th birthday. Oh, was yeah. he there? Was he alive? And he, yeah, he oh, went. Okay. He went. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the, we haven't gotten the, to how old he was when he so died. So he died. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's dead now. Yeah. Um, just real quickly, do you think Herbert was ever bled for anything? You know what? I am so happy you brought this up because you you bring it up often, and I looked it up, and medicinal leeches is a thing. Really? It is a thing in modern medicine. So it's possible that Herbert Hoover could have been bled. Yes. Well, absolutely. There we go. I, yeah, we're gonna have. I can't wait until we have the. We're gonna have like the all-star episode. I know. Of bled or not bled. You know, we're just gonna go down all the presidents where they bled or not bled. Yes. But he did die on October twentieth, nineteen sixty-four, in New York City at age ninety. Oh, okay. Wow. And That's um, pretty good. his wife Lou had actually died twenty years prior. Oh. Um, she was she was seventy. Yeah. So. Um, but at the time, Herbert Hoover had lived more years after his presidency than any other president in history oh, at that wow. time. And I think that distinction is now held by Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Well, this is the 146th birthday of Herbert Hoover. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. President. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Shelby, so much for joining us. Yes, thank you, Shelby. And we hope you will join us for our next episode as we celebrate the next birthday of another president.